0: Getting you up and getting your sports day started. I mean, I could wear a good-looking suit and I could speak eloquently for it on his behalf. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. And then you'll take your
1: uh, remote and you'll push the button. Okay. And then magically the game will appear. Mm.
2: From Double T 97.3. Hey, good morning. Thanks for being with us this morning on the Morning Drive. Uh, Clay says this, uh, Chuck, Jamie, and Jeff, what sauce do you enjoy with crow? Uh, jeff responded with victory sauce jamie okay victory sauce okay uh let's see here hey jamie made it to lubbock yesterday and went by rip griffin park and watched the scrimmage lots of new faces out there i really enjoyed being out there again would you agree with lots of new faces
1: yes 100 (laughs) percent
2: but uh, a lot a lot of talent right
1: Yes, no doubt, no doubt. Some guys that I think the coaching staff's really excited about. I think you ended up with your class ranking being inside the top fifteen. So it's uh, some talented
2: guys. So they've they've reloaded uh, to a degree, right? Uh, also today, <clears throat> usually this was like October the fifteenth, but with these sports and teams almost going you know, 365, 12 months out of the year, even if you win the national championship, it seems like practice starts the next day. A basketball practice starts today for the men and women. First official practice is today. They've been allowed to have workouts um, and even workouts with coaches. Um, it's limited number of hours. It's not very much, but it's enough that it's not like they're not seeing their team for the, you know, just first time today. I mean, they've spent quite a bit of time with them. And obviously with the, the women, I mean, they went to Greece, so they spent... An exponential amount of time with them, but um, it's it's weird uh, because you know there wasn't a, there was a time a long time ago where you know, you'd have the midnight practice and you'd go at twelve oh one and you'd have the big <clears throat> big hoorah. Uh But today it's uh, simply first day of practice uh, for both the men and the women. They're going to have you know I think some probably extra comments from different people as they get things started off. the The men's conference schedule was released on on saturday excuse me on friday and uh, my understanding is the women's uh, conference schedule will be released today okay so so be uh, be looking be looking for that and we'll uh, we'll get into that um coach Joey mcguire has on his big board in the spike dykes meeting room he calls it the plan to win he's pretty open about the plan to win uh rule number one of the plan to win is don't beat yourself boy and that's exactly what the chiefs did yesterday with chris jones i mean they had they had an opportunity uh, to get off the field and basically, you know, run out the clock. But after he sacks, you know, Matt Ryan, exchanges words with him. Um, I don't know who started it. I don't know who. Clearly, Chris Jones ended it because what he said got him a flag. And I have no idea what he said. The official just said he said words um, essentially, uh, and threw an unsportsmanlike penalty call on him. And then Indianapolis drives down, gets a touchdown. They win the ballgame. So basically, I mean, there were a lot of reasons why they didn't win the ballgame. You know, missed field goals, missed opportunities, interception at the end, blah, 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 blah. But when you do something like that, you put your team in a terrible spot and uh, kept Indianapolis out on the field. And you gave one to them. And they mm-hmm. earned it. So that's uh, that's, uh, that's that. Uh, Cowboys will play tonight. Here's something, I, and I, I guess I just—if you'd—if you'd asked me at face value, I'd have said, I would have probably said, oh, I don't know, six and four, seven and three, five and five. Over the last ten meetings between the Cowboys and the Giants, Dallas has won nine of the last ten.
1: Giants have been pretty bad of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really bad of late.
2: But I mean, if, just if you'd—if I'd have asked you. If I'd have asked you that, would would you have said somewhere along the same line? Seven and three, eight
1: and f- I probably would have gone plus 500 for the Cowboys. Not yeah. that high, though, but yeah. I probably would have. Seven and three, maybe? Yeah, that's probably yeah. a good guess. Yeah.
2: yeah. So so the Cowboys uh, probably. I mean, when,
1: when, when was the last time the Giants were even remotely good? Feels like it's been the year quite before
3: a while. Eli Manning retired? year before that? Yeah, probably so. In that neighborhood?
2: Mm hmm. And there have been some times where, you know, those Cowboy Giant games at the end of the season. Basically, made a playoff berth for either team. I mean, those, it's been a few years ago, but there have been, you know, a couple of those times where the Giants won the games and then go on to win Super Bowls. I'm not saying that the Cowboys had won that game, they'd have gone and won the Super Bowl, but I mean, you can't win the Super Bowl if you're not in the playoffs. So, this, um, that is true. It is very hard <laughs> to win the Super Bowl if you're not in the playoffs. <laughs> Like the, that's the, the
3: kind of numbers, deep. numbers to uh, track for that, that 0% of the teams.
2: That's the kind of deep dive analysis that, that you're going to get here.
3: Uh, made,
1: only here.
2: Only, yeah. oh, only, only here. Only here. Uh, Dusty asked me this. and I don't know if this is the same guy that asked me this on the post game on Saturday. And I, I said, no, uh, Chuck, do you still have uh, Texas tech going five and seven? No, no. I mean, I, I mean, you're, you're three and one at this point. I don't even think Jamie, I would take, Six and six today.
1: Um, I don't know if I would either, but I don't know that I also, I also don't know that I would predict higher than six and six.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about Saturday's chances? Do you feel, do you feel really, really good? Do you feel somewhat good? Do you like the 11 a.m. start? Kind of feel that's, that's one. That's one thing that's on your side. You kind of, especially if you're playing on the road, you like to play those early games. So you don't have to sit around all day and don't let the fans get all juiced up all day long.
1: I'd say my confidence level out of ten is like a four point five. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Jeff, how about Where, you? Where's yours? Uh, I'm at like a seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, there's so many biases built in though for that game you know for me but I'm, a, I'm at a I'm at a seven okay I'm, I feel like this is the year I feel like this is the year we're going to go up there and take care of business man there have been so many so many times when we haven't
1: so many times
2: so many times
1: so many times like I felt we've had the better team than them mm-hmm. I think I've been thinking that they were overrated and then Saturday night said, yeah oh man Never mind, that's a
2: good team. That's a good team. You know, here's the deal. I, I don't know if you're going to be favored and how many games, you know, the rest of the way, but cl- clearly there's, there's no patsy the rest of the way. Um, you've got at K-State, at Oklahoma State the next two weeks, bye week, then home against West Virginia, Baylor, at TCU on November 5th, Kansas comes here on November 12th, uh, at Iowa State, and uh, then Oklahoma to finish. I don't know I I don't know of these of the teams that are left, Jamie. I don't know who's the easiest.
1: They all look like they've they've got something. They for got you. they
2: all look like football teams, don't they? I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um Yeah. They all they all look like uh football teams.
1: Uh, Jeff, how about It's you? been that way in in the Big Twelve Conference. Mm-hmm. It's except for Kansas the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. You? And so Kansas finally put themselves together a football team, and so that like changes it. things.
2: Yeah, it looks looks like they've put themselves together a football team. Um, they, you know, they beat uh, their fellow basketball power uh, Duke on on Saturday, and I I guess I looked at, at that game and I watched uh, quite a bit of the first half before we left to go to the ball game. Um, the thing that the thing that stood out to me about that one was that, that that's a game where. You know they had there was a lot of hype going into it because they'd sold out the stadium and you know made a big deal about it they win 35 to 27 um i mean duke had some chances there at the end but they won but they won you know that's that's a game that you know sometimes you know when you when they've had some success there they've just not been able to handle success so you know they're four they're four and oh on the season and and uh and we'll see them later on in the year so it'll be interesting to see if their quarterback is still all it in a bag of chips uh when he comes to uh comes to love they're they're next well, i think
1: it's going to get more difficult for kansas i I think they're an improved football team yes I, I don't think west virginia is the top of the conference and i also don't think duke's the top of
2: college football no, so no no
1: I, I think it'll get more difficult can they for win them? two
2: more games That i would think be they my, can yeah i think they can I mean, they've got uh, the next two weeks for them. They have Iowa State at home and TCU at home. And uh, Iowa State was beaten by uh, Baylor. And TCU had a, a really good win over SMU. But he questioned, you know, SMU is not in the in the Big 12. Obviously, they're not a Big 12 caliber team.
1: I, I think uh, Kansas should think they have a good shot in both those games. Yeah. Uh,
2: Juan says this. I at a coin toss for the Kansas State game. The grit and stamina and constant improvements this team has shown is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this but uh, Texas Tech won the must-win game for this year against the Horns. Thank you, team and Coach McGuire. No doubt, it was uh, certainly was one of those ones that uh, had had a big old star on it. Hope it's not the last time they're here. I don't think it will be. I think they'll be back at least in twenty four. After that, I don't know. Getting
0: you up and getting your sports day started. That's me, man. Wow. Highly, you know. Impressive. <laughs> this is the Morning Drive podcast. I'm like the luckiest man on the face of the earth because your kids don't want
1: moms. My my my, my oldest is a senior, and I think we I think we made it through without paying for a
2: single mom. Wasn't well, the guy supposed to pay for the mum? Oh, I don't know. From Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 26th day of September.
3: Yes. Uh, 1921 where we will start. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yankees. Babe Ruth hits his home run number 57 and 58 Mm. to beat the Indians 8-7. Way to go,
1: Bambino.
3: 1926. The shortest doubleheader in Major League Baseball history. Yankees lose 6-1 to one in 72 minutes and lose again 6-2 in 55 minutes to the Browns. The Yankees had already clinched the pennant at this point in the season.
1: Boy, it seems like they were trying to lose on purpose at this point. In
3: 1954, no, I'm sorry, 1950, Phillies pitcher Jim Constantly, and I'm, it might be wrong there, but it makes sense for this. Makes his record 71st appearance of the year. K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-Y.
2: <laughs> he was consistent, too. He was absolutely consistent. <laughs>
3: and constantly on the mound.
2: Constantly on the mound, right.
3: 1954. A's defeat the Yankees 8-6 to in the last game of the franchise will play in Philadelphia. Yogi Berra played his only game at third base in this game. And Mickey Mantle... Played shortstop. <laughs> 1961. Roger Maris hits number 60 off mm. of Jack Fisher tying Babe Ruth record.
2: Would today be a good day to break it? The Yankees play today?
1: I'm not sure if they play tonight or not.
3: 1971. How good was this team? Baltimore Orioles pitcher Jim Palmer wins his 20th game of the year. -hmm. Becoming the fourth Oriole pitcher to win 20 games in the '71 season, this made the '71 Orioles pitching staff the first since the 1920 Chicago White Sox to field four 20-game winners.
2: Do they list the four there? No. Okay. Uh, Dave McNally was one. Palmer was one. Um, And there's, there's, it's like the four Beatles. The fourth one John is John always... Paul, George, and Ringo? Yeah, the fourth one's always hard to get. I'll get it for you here in a second.
3: So you think Ringo's the hard one to get out of the Beatles?
2: Or the if fifth, it's always the fourth The, one? the fifth Beatle, I guess, George Harrison.
3: No, that would be the George of the okay. John Paul, George, and Ringo. Okay. 1992, and I'm guessing this is the second battle of the sexes in tennis. Jimmy Connors beats Martina Navratilova over 7 five, six, three. Yeah. I don't remember this, like, Mm-mm. happening, but
2: I'm with have,
1: you. I don't That's the first I can ever that would remember you know. hearing about it.
3: That feels like it should have been a big deal. 1996, San, San Francisco Giant Barry Bonds is the second player to have a 40-40
2: season, 40 home runs, and 40 stolen bases. Mike Cuellar and Pat Dobson are the other two. Pat Dobson is always the hard one to get on that. Okay. But they did not win the World Series that year.
3: It is National Key Lime Pie Day. Mm. Happy birthday to tennis superstar Serena Williams, who's 41. Linda Hamilton, 66. And Jillian Barbary. Blast from the past. From wow. Fox Sports and NFL and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 56 today. And on this day in 1960, I would might recommend you guys wearing a little bit of makeup because for the first time in U.S. history, a debate between the major party presidential candidates mm. is shown on television, much like this program. The president's hopefuls, John F. Kennedy and the Democratic senator from Massachusetts and Richard M. Nixon, the vice president of the United States, met in a Chicago studio. To, to discuss the U.S. domestic matters. And as I'm sure, Chuck, will have more details on it. If you watched it, Kennedy won. If you listened to it, Nixon won the debate.
2: Yeah, because Tricky Dick was uh, sweating and uh, looked very uncomfortable. And Kennedy looked like the all-American boy. Yeah. And, and that's really the first time where, you know, you, you, like Jeff said, if you listened to it on the radio, everybody said Nixon won because of his content, what he said kennedy won because of his looks and his charm and how he came off of that one hey and just one last birthday my mom is 90 today well happy nice. birthday to Chuck happy Chuck's mom. 90 how about that that's so, awesome so yeah so she's still doing well she was texting me during the during the tech game on saturday and chiefs game yesterday so she was all uh all up in her sports uh this past weekend so happy birthday to my mom who is 90 years old today? We should all be so lucky. 6:50 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments. Go to the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, or hit us up on the Benchmark Hotline 806-771-0973. That's 806-771-0973. Um, we talked about at least three of the wins uh, for the Big 12 uh, over the weekend. Um, with with K-State beating number 6 Oklahoma. And they're next on the list here for the Red Raiders. They'll travel to Manhattan. Uh, We'll have uh, optimum game day live coverage presented by United Supermarkets at 7. The kick is at 11 from, you know, the um, Snyder Family Stadium, Bill Snyder Family Stadium there on the campus of Kansas State University.
1: I think they call it the rectangle of doom there.
2: Well, it's right next to the octagon of doom. I mean, it's... (laughs) So in the parking lot you i mean they they've got it all got it all right together and they've uh they've got quite the complex there i mean it's it's impressive the stadium is very nice it's it's uh, got a limestone uh, facade uh which limestone there's a lot of limestone in kansas and they've uh they've mined the quarry to make it look it, it it's fits,
1: fits the rest of their entire. It does their it, entire uh, campus. It, it looks awesome how it all. It's similar to Tech where we have the the architecture that all goes together sure. here. Kansas State's. Is, I mean, it's different, but their theirs also flows yeah, all, all together, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very it's very well done. It's yeah. really cool.
2: Yeah, no, it, it. I took a picture of it the last time I was by it because it just. I wanted to send it to some of my K-State friends and just said, hey, your stadium is really, really beautiful, and it just sickens me. (laughs) It really is. I mean, they light that thing up at night. It is. It's spectacular. Uh, Baylor with a win over Iowa State, 31-24. to And then also TCU taking down SMU, 42-34. to The the Baylor score didn't surprise you, did it? Them winning?
1: I picked Iowa State to win.
2: Mm, Okay, well then I guess it did.
1: I thought that was going to be a, a good game, a close game.
2: Okay. And uh, TCU and SMU, maybe a little closer than maybe some would have thought, but SMU fought pretty hard there to keep that game close.
1: I also picked SMU to win. Okay. <laughs> so.
2: so I,
1: I Clearly, I'm uh, not a good picker.
2: Well, not this week. Neither one of us are, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that at about 830 this morning. Um, and then K State, like I said, in Texas Tech, of course, winning in overtime, over Texas, thirty-seven to thirty-four, and Kansas beating Duke, thirty-five to twenty-seven. So uh, we should be pretty much getting into uh, all Big Twelve play because Kansas was a little out of step there, and so was TCU. Uh, but but now from now on, should be nothing but Big Twelve against Big Twelve. Okay, that's when it becomes fun. That's when it becomes fun. 653 this morning here on the morning drive we'll have the Cowboys and the New York Giants I, I we didn't talk about this at all last week I just thought it was comical um and uh and now the head coach has come out and said there's there's not going to be any quarterback controversy decks are, are number one but Jerry Jones I guess he's just pushing for a little you know speculation with regard to the starting quarterback saying oh yeah, that's know. not what he
3: was saying Chuck you're smarter than that He was saying that he would love the Cowboys to have a ten-win season. That's what he would, and the only way that happens is if Cooper Rush plays
1: well. Yeah, the only way they way they win games is if Cooper Rush plays well. That's all Jerry was saying. He could have said it better. Yeah, um, but he did not want a quarterback controversy. He just wants them to play well when Cooper's the quarterback until Dak gets back. Yeah, he doesn't want a controversy. I know know he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have said it that way, but. He said nothing that was offensive to anyone.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're, you're hook right.
1: line and sinker. <laughs> you're, you're, you're
3: right. You're, I mean, I get the Dallas Cowboys are right about of that, drama, but I mean, it's and just, I'm I understand. It's, it's,
2: it's just comical sometimes in how much he how oh, much he speaks. No argument.
3: Yeah. But in this particular case. There's a whole lot of smoke because people are lighting paper on fire. There's no actual fire
2: here. <laughs> He's just trying to create a little.
1: The media like. knows they can, can can fool some suckers and, you know. It, oh, I wasn't it,
2: fooled by it. Uh, and
1: I think that's why they write the articles that way. And um, I mean, Jerry's not wanting Dak to not be the quarterback. He just wants Cooper Rush and the Cowboys to play well while Dak is hurt. Sure,
2: sure he does sure he does but he also he also loves it when he also loves a little uh angst for everybody too i think probably so (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. to make people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what he likes to do
0: recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day this is the morning drive podcast from double t973 jamie's question of the day on double t973 is presented by bizarre solutions call them today for a free cybersecurity audit
2: yeah, you've already grilled me on a couple of questions today, but uh, go ahead, uh, Mr. Prosecutor. Uh, fire away. All right.
1: My question for you today is, mm-hmm. I think this one is somewhat difficult. <laughs> Obviously, a, a big win for the Red Raiders on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Who is the team MVP in that game?
2: The team MVP. All right, let's I'm going to start with people that you don't you don't win the ball game without, okay? You don't win the ball game without Donovan Smith's performance, 38 of 56, 331 yards, two touchdowns. You don't win the game without Miles Price and what he did, 13 catches for 98 yards even though he didn't score any touchdowns. Um you don't win the game without Trey Wolf, okay? And uh Obviously, he had the the three field goals: one from twenty-seven, one from forty-five, and then the overtime winner in twenty with from twenty with the bad angle. Um, you also don't win the game without you know the the defense and what you know those guys did and uh, getting the and getting the stops, particularly the the two stops back to back where they went after you failed on fourth down. They they get it. Uh, they get it right back for you, and Texas Tech's able to drive down and and score. That was the Baylor Cup uh, touchdown after Texas Tech fails for it on fourth down. You'd gotten a three and out uh, after you scored. <sighs> so I'm trying to talk myself into to somebody here. Uh, I would tell you that one of the things that I think that they would say you don't win the game without uh, Western Wright being in the game because I think that coach mcguire felt like that he played a whale of a ball game um i'm gonna go back to the quarterback and say donovan smith
1: okay jeff
3: i'm really looking at what Roger thompson did with 17 carries and 70 yards that's controlling the football that's part of how you got 100 plays in this game but I am drawn toward Merriweather and Tyree Wilson. Yeah. With a two combining for fourteen tackles and a and a half sack and just dominating the, the defensive and doing the defensive side of the ball and doing what they were do there. They're on Reggie Pearson with five tackles. Uh, Plus Elders an interception. Five, I mean, all of all of that goes into why you won this game.
1: I think you missed the biggest staff for, for Sean Merriweather.
2: Forcing the fumble.
1: Yeah. I mean that's what? the biggest play of the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: I mean, if you're going to sing his praises, how do you not mention that? No,
2: you're, you're, you're right.
3: Yeah, it's a party foul on my part. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to Mer- Merriweather. That's where, that's where I got to go there. He's it, You don't win this game without what he was able to
1: do. I think if I was picking a player, I would pick both of those guys. I think Donovan Smith and Merriweather. Okay, those would be my two guys. I, I mean... I'm going with Joey McGuire. I just don't think without that decision making you win the football game. Without the the number of times he went for it on fourth down, you don't win the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't. You don't win the game. You don't. And so, as I told you before, I didn't always agree with the decisions to go for it on those times, but um, they worked out for you. Yeah. And when they didn't work out, your defense immediately made a play. Mm-hmm. To to you know, got him off the field and and kept it from hurting you. I I just I those were extremely gutsy calls, and I, you don't win the game without them. So I think both of your answers are great. Those were those were my two players. Okay, okay? I'm one hundred percent with you guys on those. Okay, and
2: I was I was I, beginning to wonder.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm one hundred percent with you. But so I, I just am you know Joey McGuire. I mean, going for it on fourth down and picking up those fourth downs mm-hmm. was was massive i feel like every one of them that you picked up if you lose one of those if you were only five of eight i don't know that you win the game take your pick which one you take away take away any of the five obviously the one at midfield yeah okay but take away any of the
2: five. i I thought and I, i thought the second biggest fourth down a fourth down play was the fourth down stop you got after being stopped on fourth down you were stopped. At, that stop was huge. You were stopped at fourth and goal, and then Texas comes back and they get the ball back, and then they go forward on fourth down, and then yeah, Texas that, Tech the beginning of
3: the third quarter, not for, third quarter. Yeah, because I was still in the same. So it had to be a third quarter where it was. Uh, you went forward on fourth down on the first drive. I
1: you thought know. you forced a punt after the fourth and goal. How about the, the when you went forward early in the third quarter and didn't get it? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm, and that what that's that that's, wasn't after a fourth you're, you're and right.
2: goal. You're right. After yeah. after the fourth and goal, you forced a punt. Yeah, that's, that's right. You're you're exactly right.
1: Yeah, because they wouldn't have been going for it deep in yeah. their own end. No,
2: you're you're right. And then Tech got the ball at the Texas thirty and then drove down and sure. and scored. And yeah. that was the Baylor Cup touchdown right there. Yep. But the but the fourth but getting the stop. Okay. No, that was big. But but it wasn't the fourth down stop. But you're right. you're right.
3: It's something that I only really noticed when I was putting together our little highlight reel that I've been playing at the top of the hour. The crowd was fantastic in this game with regards to when the defense had the ball and when the Tech offense had the ball. It was a night and day difference. That hasn't always been the case. I mean, there's been cheering and celebrating and doing all those things during a Tech game. But this was like professional crowd-esque with regards to the difference of oh, knowing when to, to be yeah. extremely loud and then being able to hear a pin drop on carpet
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, on that Trey Wolf field goal in overtime. And I'm sure some of it had to do with nervousness and everything else, but it was dead silent when the Tech offense had the ball and, until the big play happened. That played a huge factor in this game too. So, I'd also say the Suns should get some credit because they cooked the Longhorns.
2: There's no question, and Steve Sarkeesian spoke about that after the ball game, saying that, you know, the the basically being out on the field as much as they were. I mean, they were the defense was out on the field for a hundred plays. Yeah, man. You know that 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 you know that fatigue got it got to them. It's you know it just it's only natural, and they were they were over there baking, uh, on the east side. I don't know that the I don't think the sun ever set where the Texas bench had. Um, had some relief as the as, as opposed to the uh texas tech bench which which does uh get some relief there so but yeah i thought uh thought that that was he said uh he said we had some opportunities this is sarkeesian the ball got loose we didn't create any turnovers so at the end of the day when you play 100 plays on defense and only run 60 on offense that's not a great formula for success in any league and then he said like i said all the credit in the world to tech they did a heck of a job he said, we struggled to protect the quarterback and to win on first down in the second half. We had missed opportunities in the passing game, didn't make catches we were accustomed to making, turned the ball over twice. Um, defensively, our inability to get off the field was a real factor. They went for it eight times and got six, and of those six, a few of those were close. We just couldn't get the quarterback on the ground to get them off the field, which was disappointing. And credit credit your offensive line sure. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, for that. Uh, This one, Texas got called for the delay of game back in their own end zone. That's the last I've heard the Jones in a while. Okay. Uh, This, I couldn't see the play because I was listening to the radio. The thing that bothered me most is how did Texas Tech give up a long pass with 17 seconds left in regulation?
1: Really, really good pass and great...
0: Great catch, tiptoe
1: catch, but clearly there was. I mean, you got in between the corner and the safety there, and I don't know if the the corner was checking up on an underneath route, which at that point you're willing to give up the underneath route, so you want him to not check up, but and the or the safety didn't didn't cover where he was supposed to come across and take away that route to the outside. You knew they wanted to go to the outside of the field, um, or or. Again, maybe just credit the Longhorns for making a great play there.
2: Yeah, there's that too.
1: Probably a combination of all those things. Mm -hmm.
2: 740 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We have one texture that says Merriweather and one that says Donovan Smith. So it kind of goes to show you we're kind of in lockstep with some of you as well. or You're in lockstep with us. I don't know how that... Makes you feel big
0: plays and even bigger laps
2: if they get seven out of those two things game over
0: mm-hmm. you're not you're not winning you're not winning that game at at all this is the morning drive podcast uh, basketball player if you don't wear the it's Same they, shoes. The
1: shoes that right. match the uniform, yeah. okay? Yeah. Match the color scheme of the, the team they play for.
0: <laughs> From Double T 97.3, the boom, boom, boom on Double T 97.3 is brought to you by Montalongo's Mexican Restaurant. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner at 3021 Clovis Highway.
1: Despite a pair of good looks in the second half for the Red Raider soccer team, Texas Tech's four-match unbeaten streak came to a halt the hands of number 25 Texas 2-0 yesterday afternoon at the John Walker Soccer Complex. Tech will hit the road for the first time in conference play to face Oklahoma State and Oklahoma this upcoming week weekend Thursday night's kickoff from Stillwater is set for 7 o'clock.
2: Probably not going to be a couple today for a couple of folks with the Georgia Tech football program and maybe even the athletic director. The Georgia Tech Athletic Association Board has a meeting scheduled for today. It's a special meeting. Jeff Collins, some reports out there that he's already been fired uh the athletic director todd stansbury also could be fired today georgia tech now one and three after losing saturday to ucf 27 to 10 they've also lost to ole miss and to clemson uh collins is 10 and 28 as georgia tech's coach so yeah i think you're going to see more and more college football teams doing this to try to get ahead of the game in terms of who's going to be next for them especially after what's transpired here in Lubbock, how that, how successful that's been so far.
1: 16th-ranked Texas Tech Men's Golf Program returns to action after a nearly three-week hiatus for the Inverness Intercollegiate hosted by the University of Toledo. The two-day 54-hole event begins today with 36 holes before wrapping up on Tuesday with a third and final round.
2: Alright, Monday Night Football Tonight features the Dallas Cowboys in the New York Football Giants. It's a marquee matchup uh tonight. The uh Giants are favored by one uh tonight. Cowboys are one and one on the season. Giants are two and oh on the year. Of course, they're playing without um Dak Prescott. Uh but they have Micah Parsons. And Micah Parsons has a chance to do something. That only a couple of other guys have done so and that's getting multiple sacks in the first three weeks of the season uh he leads the nfl with four sacks two in each of the first two games if he does it again tonight he would join kevin green who did it in 98 and mark gastineau who did it as part of the new york sack exchange for the jets in 1984 as the only players to start a season with three multi-sack games okay there's your tidbit for the Cowboys. That's pretty cool. Mike McCarthy says Micah wreaks havoc. He's definitely a focal point for every one of our opponents. You could see that last year. Yeah.
1: Major League Baseball yesterday. Rangers fall to the Guardians ten to four while Houston doubles up Baltimore in eleven six to three. Astros will take on the Diamondbacks tomorrow. Rangers begin a series in Seattle against the Mariners
2: couple of managerial things from baseball don mattingly will not be back as the manager of the miami marlins uh he and the team have met and uh, decided that a new voice is needed uh for the team uh for mattingly um unsure about what he's going to do next um so we'll see he said i always think you try to follow your heart and that's what i do honestly you know what's inside of you and you try to be deliberate and let things work through and you just follow your heart and you know when it's the right thing uh, his short-term plan is to go back to his family home in Evansville Indiana did you know that's where he lived
1: I did not know that okay
2: mm-hmm. uh, also Tony La Russa will not be back as the manager for the Chicago White Sox for the remainder of the season uh, uncertain as to whether he'll return next year he's had some heart issues and had a pacemaker put in has got some other procedures being done so LaRusso 78. He's been advised by doctors not to manage again in 2022. I would have to think that he's probably done. You'd think so. Yeah.
1: He's also been advised by Jeff McGuire not to manage again. (laughs) That's right. All right, the NFL at least the
3: White Sox. He can go manage somebody else.
1: <laughs> the NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with a week-long skills competitions uh-huh. and a flag football game. Really? The new event will replace the Full Contact Showcase started in 1951. Mm. It will be na- renamed the Pro Bowl Games and feature AFC and, and NFC players showcasing their football and non-football skills and challenges over several days. The 2023 games will be held in Las Vegas and the flag football game at Allegiant Stadium on February the 5th.
2: I'm speechless. That's just stupid. (laughs) I mean...
3: So is the Pro Bowl. Well, I understand that. This could be fun.
2: Then just get rid of it. I mean, to have a flag... They can't get rid of it. It makes too much money. There you go. To have a flag football game, though, I mean... Uh,
1: When they had a... When they played dodgeball a few years ago, it was the best thing awesome. the Pro Bowl has ever done. I hope they include well, that.
2: And the skills competition is one thing, but to culminate it with a flag football game, they should just should take the flag football game out of it. Don't
1: you remember the
3: summer quarterback competitions that were?
2: I want to say it was on HBO. It could have been on something different. No, I
3: don't
1: mean, think it was on regular TV, wasn't it? But those were fantastic. Those this were is fun. That back? Yeah, I agree. It's the Pro Bowl it's supposed to be fun i mean you just can't play football at half speed that's just the way it is And those guys just they're they're worth too much money to be out there playing at half speed possibly risking themselves and tackling the same thing about
2: the flag football though yeah
1: but the odds are way 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 less of one of them getting hurt without being
2: tackled yeah yeah Uh, finally one of the stupidest things that i think you'll see in baseball took place in kansas city yesterday two former teammates were ejected prior to the first pitch of the ball game between the mariners and the royals did you see this Mm -hmm. luke weaver who plays for the royals and robbie ray who plays for the mariners stayed out and stayed put after the national anthem to have a showdown to see who would stay there the longest Um, they stayed at their respective dugouts, hand over their heart. Their teammates came over from time to time with water, sweat towels, um, and even a Theragun to massage their aching muscles. Okay. Um, Weaver said it wasn't anything planned, just looked across the line, both both saw each other stay for an extra second, then saw then said, Yeah, we've seen this done before. We're gonna try to have some fun. It's the last home game. The fans are coming out loud and proud, the teammates are rallying behind me. It was just trying to have a little bit of fun except then they interfered with first pitch and with the lineup cards and all that kind of stuff. And so finally the uh, home plate umpire, Adrian Johnson, had enough, waved them off. They still didn't budge. He got more aggressive, pointing in Weaver's direction to get off the field. The game started three minutes late, and then he tossed them. They probably deserved that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was fun all the way around. I mean, I I don't think they really bothered. I, I do hate that. I wish the umpire would have made the decision so it didn't go a little bit quicker so they didn't um, make the game delay three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't see it as like being disrespectful or whatever. And I think the umpire handled it the right way as far as like, okay, all right, you're both out of here. You know, you had your fun. Now you're done.
2: Now you're done. Uh, now you're done. Um, they didn't have to stay out in the hot sun. So they, <laughs> they got to go back to the clubhouse I, and
1: I just wish he had made the decision just a little bit quicker so yeah. the game wouldn't have started yeah.
2: three minutes late uh that's the boom 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 this morning here on the morning drive uh
1: but it's kind of goofy uh, it's, it's goofy. just i don't know
2: um uh, we we've we've talked about this but we'll talk about it again uh somebody says this on the Eighth Sporting center chat line i hope someone addresses texas tech fan behavior after the game it's one thing to have an excited energetic and emotional celebration it's another to be violent uh the physical assault on the texas players uh, i'm only aware of one is unacceptable and it, it, it is unacceptable and and that young man uh, should just come forward and turn himself in and you know accept the consequences of whether he's going to be ejected from the stadium permanently or you know for a period of time and make his apologies and accept his punishment and move on and it doesn't need to be this manhunt uh, he just needs to do the right thing and turn himself in so if you're listening this morning Get out of the tech PD, turn yourself in, accept your punishment, and move on.
1: Yeah, he's not going to turn himself in. He's not. He's a college kid who thinks he's going to get away with it.
2: Well, and, and, and we don't know if he's a college kid. He's He look, looks college age. Sure, okay. But
1: that's we fair. Don't, we that's
2: don't, fair. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. He could be an LCU student, for all we know, that's wearing tech gear.
1: I just said college kid. I yeah. yeah, you're right. I didn't say yeah. where he went to school. Yeah, he went to school. school, yeah. I think it was... <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah, that been. was
1: a little bit. I mean, <laughs> what? I think the odds are pretty good. He's a tech student. Looks. Looks. Okay. I know the streaker a, was not. Okay. But, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. The
2: streaker was not. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that guy up. Okay. <laughs> How do we know it was not a Texas student in a tech shirt? Oh yeah. Cause, I mean. Because that that's probably that's probably yeah. the case.
1: Yeah, and I, and I don't think he should get a slap on the wrist. I, I think he should be hit hard, Bloody and too. so we stop this stuff. And, and and the same thing goes with throwing the bottles on the field. I think they should be hit harder, and um, maybe they'll stop. But until there is a legit punishment for it, the, the uh, idiocracy is going to continue. Sorry. That's, that's my opinion, and that's why I think people should actually be arrested for it.
0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day.
2: i bet you many of his coaches probably haven't. They're like, who is this? What is this Mayberry that you speak
0: of, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. Sign me up. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> From Double T 97.3. Pretty cool what happened on
2: Saturday with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. At least uh, in between the 15 and the zeros that went up at the end in the uh, regulation and then on to the overtime nice to have you with us we come to you from the first united bank double t973 studio thoughts comments yates flooring center chat line go to the double t973 mobile app for that benchmark hotline is open as well
1: should we ask um open it up on the chat line did anybody see anyone taking their christmas card picture standing underneath the double t
2: oh Um, I I don't know uh, if that I I didn't I didn't see anybody I I stayed through the matador song and I didn't I didn't see anybody doing that, but I I took plenty of good pictures So that I've I've got I've got in fact. I sent out early Christmas cards Uh, I sent one to you Merry Christmas to the lintz from the Heinzes. I sent one to Jeff McGuire I sent one to Kurt Langford from the Texas Tech Alumni Association. I saw him at the. Where was oh, the was picture? Well, the picture was of the scoreboard. I, didn't, the scoreboard. Get the, I didn't get the picture. Oh, you didn't get the picture. The, I just got the message. Oh, there's a there was a picture there. That I sent too. I sent the, I sent you a picture with it. Maybe it didn't go through. <laughs> I th- but I, I sent I had a, I sent a picture there. I said, "Merry Christmas to the Lynx from the Heinzes."
1: Yeah, with no the, no picture. <laughs> I even. I even, Jeff, did you get the
2: picture? Uh, I got a Merry
3: Christmas from Chuck and Laura. And the picture. And the picture. In the picture. I,
1: I did not get the picture. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
1: thought I hit uh, block all text from Chuck. <laughs> Apparently, I just hit block all pictures sent from
0: Chuck.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Sometimes that's a safe thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a safe I even thing. got... Yes,
1: because you never know I what Chuck got, is going to send.
3: I even
2: got, if you, if you want it, I even got, like, after um
1: and and yours says chuck and laura ours just says the Heinzes. well
2: to the yeah just to the lens, yeah. you know to the lens from the heinz's yeah. yeah i appreciate
3: that because that's an individual christmas card right. an individual method customized it yeah, yeah that, it's that it well was done. not a yeah. group that we all mm-hmm. got the same one that now we have 85 numbers that mm-hmm. we don't need mm-hmm. so uh, i appreciate that chuck
2: yeah i even got one at the end of regulation that has the double t973 logos on it and that's the one i sent to you along with uh, the big uh, Raider Tron 5000 where it says tech wins and then the final score with the double zeros on it. So you got like you could have a three part card. You got a three part card from me. OK. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. you so uh, and then I, I think I also sent one to uh, I sent one to someone else. Uh, Chris Needs says, thanks for my picture. Oh, wait, I guess I didn't make the cut. You know, you were working, so I didn't want to bother you. I didn't want to bother him while he was officiating. I didn't
1: think it was a picture of the scoreboard. I thought it was a picture of the family underneath the Mm, scoreboard.
2: mm. Uh, Double T scoreboard Christmas card would have been great to send to my wife's UT loving family. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, That was the first time I got to go to a Tech and Texas game, and it was amazing if this is the last time they come. What a way to send them back home. I I think they're going to be here in 2024.
1: I do too, unfortunately
2: uh somebody says we got that picture somebody else says yes a picture of the double t is the christmas cards um love me some joy mcguire that post game speech was magical that from d rock yeah that was good um i couldn't i couldn't get it to everybody i couldn't get the christmas card to everybody i mean i was Mm -hmm. i was also working on saturday you know getting getting ready for getting ready for things i did get a I did get a text from a, a a friend of mine and a listener of this program who said, "Holy cow, Chuck, I'm getting way too old for these finishes, but I will take them. It pays to be negative Nancy because I did not think we had a chance. Can't wait to listen Monday." So that was a friend of mine that uh that sent that. So anyway, it was uh it was a good good win, but yeah. The I I'm, I'm thinking about doing that this year sending out Christmas cards with the just the final score there. Okay. Merry, Merry Christmas. Just with the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. Just with the scoreboard. Not in, you in the pitcher. No, I got. I, I, I might have a like a collage, like okay, you know, with me and okay. the lucky lady. The mm-hmm. score, the score with the with it tied with the the mm-hmm. double t ninety seven three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, logo there on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. I always try to get the perfect one of that. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think I finally did. I mean, he's still gonna have to get the Kansas logo in there too somewhere.
3: Mm-hmm. You gotta have equal billing, right, Chuck? No,
2: no, no. Uh, Will you
3: brag about your four and team for a minute? I,
2: you know, it, it's 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 fine. I mean, I, they're they're four 0 They got a full house Saturday. That's good. They beat Duke. That's good. You know. Um, you know for for them for them the equivalent of beating texas would be be to, to beat k-state mm-hmm. you know so i don't uh, uh this uh, chuck you should put that on a billboard in austin flyover guy hmm maybe so maybe so uh what else was i going to tell you from from the game on saturday oh uh, the number of people have commented on the jack wagon that went that you know pushed the texas player um i'll tell you something that that bothers us and and raiders dad brings this up too uh i love the atmosphere and was more focused on the game Uh, i'm sure it has always been this way but there were several times where raiders mom wanted to take the kids and leave we were among a group of middle-aged adults 40 plus raining f-bombs pretty much the whole game we have season tickets and the conversation on the way home was essentially you can go with friends and have fun but that is anything but family friendi- friendly for our five and ten-year-old. It would bother me more if it was the middle-aged adults. I will tell you this: the, the the student section was, after anything positive, it was blank UT blank UT blank UT blank UT. I mean, it wasn't just once; it was all throughout the game. And I get it; it's the student section. That's to me, that's one thing. But you know, to, to, for the middle-aged adults to be doing it, it's that's not good. Uh, I hate the throwing of stuff on the field. I hate the throwing of the tortillas on the field. Um, I don't like them being thrown in the stands. Uh, I realize it's been a tradition for a long, long time. Uh, I just think once you start throwing one thing, it kind of gives you permission to seem to throw everything despite what they say. Don't throw anything on the field. We've got too much stuff being thrown on the field, and it's it's time to do something about that.
0: You've been listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to www.tt973.com.